All right, they're all big. Another big one tomorrow in the LNC, Oklahoma and Baylor. Our good buddy J-Mo joins us now. John Morris, voice of the Baylor Bears. Good morning, John Morris. How are you today? Good morning, Toby. Good morning, TJ. You know, I said that to Coach Drew a week or so ago, something about a big game. He just kind of looked at me and he said, they're all big. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth this year? Tomorrow tomorrow is an absolutely big game for both of them. No, it's silly. Um, we were talking about it yesterday. Uh, just look at TCU's last two games. Yeah. They yeah. hammered the first-place team in the league, Kansas State. Next game, they get hammered by the last-place team in the league, West Virginia. Yeah. So it's just not, now you guys started zero and three, have won three in a row. I've been watching you uh, the last. Well, I guess I've seen all three of those last three games. It really looks like something has clicked. What's been going on that's turned this thing around here? I think in large part it's the defense. The defense was not good in those three losses, and it's not great now. Maybe not up to the standards Baylor's played defense the last few years, but it's definitely better. And uh, against uh, against Oklahoma State in that win, the defense was really good. Um, and then against Texas Tech, you know, it was it was good again, not great. But that that's been the big thing. The other thing is just getting, you know, everybody back. Uh, during that three-game start, 0-3 oh, start to Big 12 play, L.J. Cryer was out a couple of those games, you know, concussion protocol. So we got him back and, and really have everybody back now. So they're getting, you know, the rotations that they want and they're getting reps in practice that they want and need. So I think that's, that's a large part of it also. When you say uh, they've struggled defensively, what, where have they been vulnerable well, here's the scouting report, Toby. Here's how you beat Baylor. And I, sure. I'm uh, taking notes for Porter Moser. Uh, go sure, ahead. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like he needs our help, right? But uh, I think there's just not a uh, there's not one defensive dog on this team. You know what I mean? Like mm. uh, Davion uh, Mitchell, the last few years, you know, right. was just so good, and uh, we just don't have one guy like that. So the whole team has to pick up and be better defensively. Um, for example, there were a couple of games in there when our defense looked like it was standing in quicksand and teams were just driving around our guys and getting layups. I mean, a ton of layups in the game. That happened against TCU. Um, it, it happened early in the year, a non-conference loss against Marquette. And that's just not very Baylor-like. So that's part of it, just moving on defense. Coach Drew's thrown in a little zone to change things up. So, you know, you may see some zone from Baylor tomorrow, not exclusively, but just as a change-up. And I think that helped. Uh, when he went to a zone, it was kind of a, you know, oh, you know, kind of got their attention a little bit and, and got the opponent's attention. Um, and then at the rim, you know, we, we don't have Jonathan Chumwachachua yet. Uh, hopefully he, is, uh, he will be back at some point. But uh, that guy's such a good rim protector. We don't have him. Uh, we've got a, a freshman you'll like, Josh Ojanwuna, uh, but he's still raw and he's still learning, and he just doesn't have the impact at the rim that Jonathan does. Keontae George is unbelievable. Um, we're If you're going to the game tomorrow watching it, there are two dynamic scores in this game. Sooner fans uh, certainly know about Grant Sherfield, but this freshman that you guys have is one of the best I've seen in a long time. He's got to be fun to call what he's trying to do out there 
Pretty amazing. And the best thing about him is, you know, he, he's our leading scorer, and he's averaging 22 a game in Big 12 games. Um, but he's, he's very unselfish. He plays within the team uh, framework. You know, he doesn't gun it up. Uh, if he has the best shot, he'll take it. If there's somebody with a better shot, he's happy to pass it away. And he's bought in on the defensive end also. So that's really good to see the freshman that uh, is not just a gunner when he goes out there with the reputation he came in with, you know, as a high-volume shooter and scorer. So it's really been fun to watch. He's a good kid, you know, and he is a kid. He's just a freshman. Yeah. But he is, he's really good and fun to watch, and you better watch him quick because he may be here only uh, only one year. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, I and, think and you're he, right. he looks like a freshman, too. I mean, he's got the baby right. face and everything. You've seen a lot of greats come through there in the last decade or so. Where does he rank? Oh, man. As a freshman, um, I, I think back to Lace Darius Dunn. You remember Lace? Mm-hmm. He was here, and, and the way he is just, he shoots so effortlessly, you know, and, and every shot he puts up, uh, you think and he thinks is going in. So that, to me, that's the best comparison as a, as a freshman for sure. And just the way he fills it up and has such a, a nice shot and even closely guarded, he can get his shot off and, and makes it more often than not. Here's my casual observation of Baylor this year when I've had a chance like to watch it. him. Tell, like tell me it. if this is accurate or not. Okay. When the three Musketeers are firing, uh, uh, George Flagler Cryer, you got no chance. You're done. If those guys are hitting shots, you're going to get buried. If they're off, you got a chance. Is that too simple? Uh, I think you're right on the nose. I think you're exactly right. And, uh, again, that's where defense comes in. You know, because if you live by the three, sometimes you die by the three. But if you have really good defense, you're going to be in every game every night. Um, so that's where, why that needs to be better. Uh, but you're right about those three, and they are uh, productive. You know, I think still the best scoring trio of any three guys, any team in the Big 12, and and they can fill it up. And, uh, and, and again, more often than not, they are hitting from outside. And if one's not, the other two are, something like that. So, yeah, I think you're right on. And those guys uh, can be and most often are very productive outside. Then you got a Jalen Bridges, you know, who's averaging in double figures also, the West Virginia transfer. And then you get a few points, you know, five a game from Flo and, you know, see where you are at the end of the game. Uh, TJ wanted me to ask you how Dave Aranda's doing. That's nice. Uh, I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen him much. Dave has been a little busy in the off season, So, uh, you know, you, you'll be surprised to know he just doesn't come by my office to check in very often. But yeah. I will uh, I will tell him you ask about it, TJ. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Please pass along. You got well, it. You got it. How did recruiting and the portal and everything work out for Baylor down there? Oh, gosh. It, it, it was good, not great. Uh, the headline in recruiting was the one, the big one that got away, you know, a quarterback that we had coming here that changed his commitment and his signing at the 11th hour to Oregon. So that was the headline. But other than that, 22 signees that the coaches really like. And that gum Phil Knight is, is really a jerk. Solid. Isn't that Phil Knight a pain in the rear? He's just going that's around Oregon. getting everybody. Yeah. That's Oregon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I forgot about Jalen Bridges. I'm glad you brought him up. It's always yeah. we're we're seeing this really just the last couple of years more and more with these guys transferring in the league. Kevin McCuller going from Texas Tech to Kansas. 
Jalen Bridges goes from West Virginia to Baylor. Uh, what's the what's the kid's name at Iowa State that's at Texas now? Uh, yeah, yeah, Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter. Isn't it bizarre, John? This this used to never happen. Right. No, I think it's very strange. I mean, there are just no rules and no guardrails on these uh, transfers, portals, and and I think it's odd. There, there, just got, there has to be some kind of rules put in place. You know, you just can't go and you get upset one day and go to another school the next day. And In conference is kind of weird. You can imagine the reception that Jalen Bridges got when we played in Morgantown a yeah. couple of weeks ago. It was not pretty. But but he's 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 a good fit at Baylor, and I think that's what uh, one of the main things Coach Drew looks for, you know, for taking somebody like that. Are you going to fit in with our culture, fit in with the team? And Jalen really does, and his shot has not been good from outside. He's a better three-point shooter than he's shown, but it's coming around also. Hey, what's the status on the new arena down there? Uh, when you come, you'll see it because there's steel out of the ground, and you know where it is, right? It's right on yeah. the river. Kind yeah. of catty corner from McLean Stadium. And uh, within a year, we'll be playing in there. So the move will take place January of 2024, midseason. So the start of conference play hmm. next year will be in the new Foster Pavilion. Uh, and it's going to be great. You know, it's smaller. It's going to be 7,500 seats. Perfect. Hopefully a more uh, intimate atmosphere, a better home court advantage, exactly what Coach Drew wanted. So it, it's coming along, and I think everything's right on schedule. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that a? Isn't there a, a kind of a shopping and entertainment district that's surrounding that that they're building as well? I would never correct you if you were wrong, but that is the plan, and it it, it just has to happen. It's not going to be there from day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. arena yeah. is going to get built, and then the other things will build up around it. And we hope there's a parking garage as part of that also because, man, there is no parking around that building <laughs> that we can see right now. you got to park over at the football stadium and walk across yeah. the bridge? Yeah, we'll take a boat. You know, we'll get you a boat, taxi, well, cross, and, and I'm over only, to the pavilion. I only Something ask like that because, would be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun, yeah. I yeah. only ask because they're, they're, you know, there's a proposal to do something like that perhaps in Norman. Was oh, yeah. that – did Baylor – is Baylor building that – on its own, or is the city of Waco involved in the funding for that as well? The arena or the things around yes. it? Well, everything, but I'm asking yeah. about the arena. The arena is mostly Baylor, but the city is a part of it. That's partly how it ended up on that side of I-35. If mm. it had been strictly <clears throat> excuse me, strictly a Baylor project, it probably would have been on the campus side of the interstate, mm. but with the city involved, Yes, let's put it on that side. Let's build up around it. And I think it's really cool. You know, it's really great to see the way that Waco and Baylor are working together. They did on the McLean Stadium project. They're doing so on this Foster Pavilion. And it's a win-win, you know, for Baylor, and it's a win for the city of Waco also. So the city and the university have come together to do something that benefits them both. Absolutely. And and it's great. You know, the city's part is this uh, TIF uh, grant money tax increment fund, you know, that they put into it. So it's significant. I mean, the city's uh, investment in this is very significant. Love it. John, safe travels if you're not already here, and we will see you at the LNC tomorrow afternoon. I look forward to it. Toby, thanks very much. Good to visit with you guys. See you, JMO. See you tomorrow. John Morris.